Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired. Kairos. Shazanga. Hi, Michael Morgan, and welcome to episode 16 of Shots Fired. Joining me, as always, we're without G this week, but we do have Chisanga Malata. What's good, people? And this week's man, myth, and legend, the one, the only, Kairos Bodley. I'm appalled. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. Straight, straight away, straight away. Hold your fire, hold your fire. Hold your fire. There, there, there should be no uh, no friendly fire before we've actually introduced the topics because what we each as every single week brings us to the table with a topic. Um, I think we've got the flavour. I think we've got the kind of like hint as to what uh, Kairos thinks of what I brought to the table. But you know something? I feel it's only right, Kairos, as uh, you sounded off uh, so quickly that you uh, you lead proceedings so uh, take it away what are you bringing to the table currently michael chandler has found himself in a very peculiar situation he was the alternate for gaethje versus habib Nurmagomedov. that obviously didn't happen because both guys showed up and were able to compete he was supposed to fight a certain someone they didn't talk about it they didn't mention who it was but they said they had someone in mind for him we haven't seen that come to fruition either i remember they mentioned it after the fact but then a little while ago i, I saw on his story someone was like gaethje versus michael chandler and then he po- reposted the picture with a question mark face and that's typically what fighters do when they want to announce bouts without getting in trouble or whatever so i'm assuming i'm assuming that he's going to be fighting justin gaethje but what i really want to talk about is people's perception of him right now currently he has a bad rap from a decent portion of people i don't want to say a lot of people but he has a bad rap from a decent portion of people because they feel like he's picking and choosing and being a diva but from the outside looking in from my perspective i think he's trying to pick his shot to make sure that he has a successful debut in the ufc all while capitalize on his name like capitalizing on his name without risking like too much and i feel like a lot of people are so picky about how fighters conduct themselves they're all about them advocating for the bigger fights They're all about them advocating for protecting their career and their financial interests but when they actually do it a lot of people just get upset by it like i i tweeted about it and people like he's a diva i don't like it or i don't like him i don't know what it is about it it was just like some for some strange reason when a person wants to do what's better for their career they're hammered for it i just want to know where you guys stand on that well, first off, I, I like his stance. I love the fact that he's risen his own stock by you know, trumpeting how he's important, how he should be handled. And no, he's not going to be um, the run-of-the-mill fighter in terms of the way that the UFC deal with him. Because if you notice, he is um, plowing his own path. He is creating his own narrative. But I suppose more importantly, he is choosing where he goes. So I love that gusto from the get-go. I love the fact that he's doing everything, every single thing with his chest. And if this is indeed the matchup, um, if we are looking at Gaethje as an opponent, I love that because that just shows you that stock, that pedigree, the way in which he's kind of flung himself into the mix and said, nope, you're not going to deal with me like these other fools that you got on this roster. Love that. And it just proves that that's working. 
Yeah, I'm in complete agreement with you. And like Kairos, I I agree with the point that you're you're, you're saying that it, that it it baffles me that fans get angry at fighters when they try to well pick up and change this matchup so for for their career like because mm-hmm. at, at, at the end of the day like this well to quote dana white this isn't a career it's an opportunity but it's a huge opportunity for for the rest of your life i mean if you if you set down a path where you're just just going to take on killers and you might have you, you might go three and three and six or whatever that's not going to be advantageous for you whereas if you if you're a bit methodical with your approach and you choose the right matchups you can make significantly more money and at the end of the day that's what these fighters are in there for it yeah obviously they're they're in there for the glory and 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 what have you but financial security is the is paramount for them so i have no qualms with uh with with michael chandler going the route that he he is and like the matchup with justin gaethje i think that's 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 a perfect fight the absolute perfect fight right now um because obviously the lightweight division's getting booked up and i mean it's throwing them to the sharks and uh, like which is what we want to see and but one thing that's kind of annoying me with michael chandler like i'm kind of uh, kind of digressing not michael chandler himself but just the 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 overriding belief that because he's from bellator that he get dealt with from any run from the top 15 that seems to be a narrative amongst that or that i'm seeing on twitter maybe i'm just in kind of an echo chamber and maybe i need to call some of my followers on twitter or who i'm following on twitter but yeah, that's that's really ground my gears because like people don't realize that obviously, obviously he lost you know he beat who did he beat last he beat Benson Henderson he lost to Patricio Pitbull but he beat Brent Primus he beat Patricky Pitbull he's beat Eddie Eddie Alvarez I mean this guy's not a slouch so all these people who are talking shit about Michael Chandler I think they're gonna have egg on their faces when he comes up trumps with phenomenal performances to boot I mean you've named some. Um, name brand names, some household names, mm-hmm. some names which are familiar to um, both casuals and those people who, you know, are staunch and um, what's the word I'm looking for? It applies to G. Yeah, purists. Yeah. So I, I would agree with you that, you know, he is coming in with a certain amount of pedigree, but I'd also agree with you. I, I don't feel as though I, in terms of people who I follow, um, I purposely follow people who whose views are opposing to mine, are different to mine, regardless of whether it's political persuasion yeah. or whether it's taste in fight and fighters. And I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm talking about overwhelmingly on the timeline, there's negativity towards this upstart, this man who's come from Bellator. It's like Bellator is like, you know, the C word for some people. <laughs> it's like they look at it as the lower league. Now, okay, you've got the market leader. Okay, you've got um, the destination where fighters are actually heading for and want to head for and they see that as the epitome but don't sleep on Bellator don't sleep on their talent I mean look at AJ McKee the other day oh, man. taking it back taking it back to you know Kairos's point I think this is the real issue why people have pulled this stink face around Michael Chandler it's the fact that who is this guy from Bellator calling the shots who is this guy from this B League calling what is effectively his career path who mm-hmm. is this guy full stop so i think that is really what's pushing this rather than you know him um being a diva and people latching onto that it's the fact that i feel especially this is what i've seen on my timeline and it echoes what um Tisanga's seen on his a lot of people don't put a lot of store and they don't really rate and they don't really um give much props to bellator as an organization 
it annoys me that it annoy, because they're, they're acting as if okay well maybe prior to Adesanya claiming the middleweight title uh, Gegard Musasi was undoubtedly I was I would hands down say he was the best middleweight on the planet before Adesanya became mm. champion and like are people people gonna say that oh no he fights in Bellator he's, he's Robert no that's that's not true I mean Musasi he, he left uh, the UFC in a win streak like in a free fight win streak I'm pretty sure yep, didn't yep. he exactly so and yeah who did he beat in the, it was uh, it was uh, Chris, Chris Weidman yeah because they had the whole uh uh, was was he a grounded opponent thing? But actually, it turned out he mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, I look. I think it's just the UFC of like it's clever marketing from them that is that is. I don't want to necessarily say brainwash people, but it's just made people believe that if if you, if you're not in the UFC, you're for lack of a better term, you ain't shit. And even more so with the casuals, because like you, you, we've all heard the the expression, oh. Uh, a train UFC or or whatever or people mistaking mixed martial arts for just the uh, UFC in general. So yeah, I, I think I think that's 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 probably part of it. But I mean, as I said, M- Michael Chandler, yeah, he's he's going to come into the UFC. He's going to win some fights. He might lose some fights, but he's going to prove that something that I felt for a long time that he's amongst the the best five lightweights on the planet. I'm curious, um, Kairos, you have a, a very very deep follower base and you follow uh, a lot more people than I certainly do in terms of the narrative on your timeline do you think it kind of like goes against what uh, myself and Chisanga were saying or is this like something totally different or totally unique just to our timelines it is so far against um, what you guys are saying, but it also is determined by who's responding. Like, I know a lot of people who are in the mixed martial arts community, and those people are supportive of Michael Chandler. And, like, those people get it, or people who know him, per se. But the people who either don't know him or who aren't training or just, like, everybody else from that immediate category that I'm talking about, they do not, like, they are not rocking with this shit. They are appalled, like, how I was. They're just like, he acts like he deserves this. He's acting like he owns the division already. He hasn't beaten anybody. And I'm sitting here from the standpoint of, but look at what the UFC has done to so many people for their debut. They have hammered. Justin Gaethje mm. fought Michael Johnson for yeah. his first fight, who was ranked number five at the time. You look at Brock Lesnar. He was given Frank Mir as his first UFC <laughs> bout. A UFC halt, like, bro, like, you guys always talk about protecting prospects and i understand that michael chandler is not a prospect per se but in terms of the ufc he is because he doesn't have any bouts so why on earth would we give him tony ferguson for his first fight or why would we give him habib why would we give him these people who are just like i don't it it doesn't feel right to me i understand that some people want to see it because it's going to be an exciting fight sure but if i was michael chandler i think motive um what's it called momentum momentum is one of the hardest things to beat and it's one of the hardest things to stop so if i'm him i'm thinking okay sure if i believe i can beat the champion absolutely but am i going to try and fight him right off the bat no i'm going to take some low-hanging fruit right now give myself Mm. some momentum then take on the next tough opponent and then so on and so forth or if he's trying to just make sure every single bout is for a high paying amount then so be it let him do that but there's a lot of people who just don't like it and the fact of the matter is this no matter what his reasons are no matter what he's trying to do there will be people who just don't like it because they just don't like him yeah that's true yeah but uh well what do you guys think of the gaichi matchup man i I mean i I don't like it as a first matchup yeah because i don't get um what i really want and that is you know i'm throwing my toys at pram here i do i do realize but i really wanted kevin ferguson to be the person to actually welcome him in i wanted that to be 
the litmus test to give us some kind of idea as to what direction in terms of quote-unquote rankings and where he goes. So I don't like the matchup, to be honest with you, as the first um, foray in the, in the UFC. I'm not actually um, disputing anything that I said earlier, and that is in terms of his calibre, in terms of his um, pedigree. But I just wanted that to be the metronome, as it were, that mm-hmm. he is actually measured by, because that is high calibre to come in and uh, have Kevin Ferguson as your um, first matchup. Kevin Ferguson? Who the fuck is Kevin know, Ferguson? Who is Kevin Ferguson? You mean Kevin Ferguson? Is he talking about Kevin Lee or Tony? I don't, I don't know who he's talking See, about. Ke- but we mentioned Kevin Lee. That would have been a good fight. I would, I would, have, I, I, I would have been about that. But Kevin Lee's still recovering from getting the worst oh, tattoo of all time. So he, that's not an option for him. It's right not now. that bad in like the grand scheme of things. Like you know when we when we saw all the like the markup and everything. It's not that bad. That shit is horrible. Horrific. I'm sorry. I, it that lo- shit is so bad. <laughs> it looks better I than Vanderlei's head tattoo. <laughs> okay, but I'm, that, I'm, that ain't hard. I'm, 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 I'm of course talking about Tony Ferguson. But sorry, I interrupted you, gents, on the, yeah, the tattoo. I thought just talking about the tattoo. I know we're segueing uh, ever so slightly away from the subject matter, but I thought that was um, that was uh, a transfer. Is that a, is that the real deal, Holyfield? <laughs> Yeah, bro. Have you not? Have you not I'm seen joking. it? Yeah, of course I've seen it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, when I saw it. I thought this is a transfer. <laughs> no, this is a tra- no, Mike. no, Mike. This man has has a samurai helmet permanently tattooed on his Jesus. neck. First of all, you're not a samurai, so why the fuck do you have that on the back of your neck? Second of all, why is it so large? Now I I'm not gonna see. I don't like. Passing judgment. No, I do like passing judgment on people. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I love that. I love yeah. it. I love passing judgment on people. So let me pass judgment on this right now. Why? What was the purpose behind getting this tattoo to be different? Well, guess what? You're a black man in the UFC. You're already different. What was the other reason why? Oh, you just felt like getting it. Well, guess what? Now you got an expensive mistake on your back forever. You can't cover something up like that. You, you, you. It is not going anywhere. So why? Him and Darren mm. Elkins have the worst tattoos I've ever seen. And it, I'm not. I'm not even gonna have it. I, it's just good for them as long as they're happy with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. So, but I think, well, you never know. Like, probably whenever he wants to get rid of it in like maybe 20 years time or whatever, the the laser technology will be a lot better. But it'll be hella expensive. That's one thing for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be hella expensive. But like, I don't think it looks that bad. All right. May, like, let, let me. All right. Let me. Let me pull up the gram and and, and 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 have a look at it. Yeah, see, I, I think it does. You know what I why I say it looks bad? Because it's not something that you can hide away from. Now, picture him in 30 years' time rocking that. That's what you have to think yeah. about when you actually put a tattoo on your body. Put it somewhere discreet because no one's going to be wanting to have a look at that when he's rocking 50 and change. Well, I think, well, the... The top bit doesn't look too bad. I think it's the it's the neck part, if you know it. But it's not even finished. That's 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 the thing. Like wow. So I, I mean, I gonna be dark. I think it looks cool. Like I think it looks cool. Like don't get like I'm, I'm not gonna fucking rock up with a a head and neck tattoo like that because <laughs> well my my parents would slap the shit out of me at this big age still. But, even, but yeah, each each to their own. You know, each to their own. This wow. is one of those situations where you think to yourself. Just because you can 
does not mean that you should. <laughs> should. This is yeah. the poster boy for that saying. And you're right, it's not done. It's going to cover his entire back of his neck and the sides of his neck. So basically, his <clears throat> neck is going to be black. You're, the whole back, it's going to be... So, bro, like, you know, this ain't even uh, about his tattoo. I love Kevin Lee, but I'm not going to be biased here. That is just trash. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of the Motown Phenom, to be honest. He's, I am he, too. He's, oh, he's, an, he's, an, he's a nice guy as well. And plus, was it you that sent that um that tweet of him killing... Uh, who, who did he kill? He killed Michael Johnson with that one-liner in the press no, conference. That, uh, I didn't but, send that. <laughs> uh, but you heard it, right? I'd never yes. heard it until somebody had sent it. And I was like, oh my gosh, how did that go... Like unnoticed. What well, it was something like along Zives, uh, Michael Johnson talking about about gonna kill somebody. Had about thirty fights, ain't kill nobody yet. It, it was the way he said it was so awesome. Yes. It was gangster as shit. <laughs> Kevin's the man. Underrated. Underrated. I think I think he'll come back and like I th- well obviously there, there was no shame in losing to Charles Oliveira in the way the way that he did. But I think he went about the. The fight that was in March. That was the last fight before the the pandemic, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. there was there was no shame in losing to Charles. And like Charles is striking over the last few years is just come on leaps and bounds. And I think that kind of surprised Kevin. So, I mean, hopefully both his knees recover soon, and then we can see him back in there. Well, it'll probably be late next year, really, if you're really recovering from two serious knee injuries. So, mm-hmm. speaking of. Uh ain't killed nobody yet i'd like to take that phrase and kind of like flip it because a lot of people were killed a lot of bodies were dropped oh, in this week's uh, item i'm bringing to the table and that is jujitsu the movie now the premise is this every six years an ancient order of jujitsu fighters <laughs> join forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders and in this case it's one alien invader but anyway when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet, and indeed these uh, gathered jiu-jitsu practitioners, um, they are basically there to save the day because mankind hangs in the balance. Now, it's by director Dimitri Logothetis. Um, it stars Alan Moosey, who you might remember from Kickboxer Retaliation. Mm-hmm. Our man, the, the myth, the legend, the legendary Nicolas Cage, um, Raymond Pinhari, and uh, Tony Jaa. Come on. Ong that back. is a stellar cast. Yeah. But you know something? Yeah, you remember him from the Ong Bak trilogy. You know something? I'm going to hold back. <laughs> I'm going to actually um, cover my lips, but I'm going to let you guys go first. We have all seen this now, all um, 140 minutes worth, every single facet of it. I actually went in twice. I double dipped. Oh. I went in once, and I watched it Bear again. <laughs> I raw dogged it, mate. <laughs> You see what you happens when G it. is here, like we're talking all this oh, shit. God. That we we need her, we need her to regulate our asses. <laughs> now, before before we get to my raw dog review, I want to give us all a chance to discuss it and discuss it deeply. We're going to go from each person. I'm going to start with Jisanga. Okay, um, so I just watched this film. I finished watching it about maybe maybe about an hour, maybe two hours ago. Fresh in your mind, then. it's yeah, it's 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 fresh in the mind, uh, <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna live long in the memory. To be <laughs> to, to to be honest, like as soon as I saw the the synopsis for the film, I 
I, I, I was skeptical. And, and like, <laughs> I, I sort of like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm a big fan of Nicolas Cage, especially stuff that he did before he went broke. But like it, the, the the film the films that he's done over like the last I don't know it must be about ten or so year ten fifteen maybe even fifteen years have all been basically to pay like a major major tax bill so he's just he's just accepting anything and everything so yeah okay so as okay as for the acting itself ugh, I I I I don't I don't even know where to start I think in. <laughs> In in certain in certain parts of the film, the acting was on par or a bit lower than Cage Fighter, and I'm not just saying that just to have a dig at Cage Fighter. Like I'm just being just being honest, and like the whole premise of like the intergalactic thing. First of all, right? Why would it be every six years? Surely it should be like every 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 hundred years. Do you know what I mean? If this is like an, an ancient order that where where this happens, and what comet in history goes around the Earth in eight like every sixty years? Like surely somebody should have just said to them, okay, well, when does a comet go past? A comet goes past what maybe every fifty, sixty, hundred years. I, I don't I don't know. I think it might be like every seventy or eighty years or whatever. But no, we we do we do it every six years for the, for the sake of the film. <laughs> So that 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 frustrated me in, in the sense, and another thing that frustrated me is like the 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 intergalactic invader or whatever. Like part of me, like like they they were trying to make him out like Predator. Like obviously, you guys must have seen Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah they, so like they were trying to be part part Predator, but then like part spaceman thing. It it, it didn't work and. What annoyed me, you know, like every time like the smoke would puff up in his mask as as well, and you see his face, it reminded me of like you know the sketches for the gorillas, like the the um not gorillas as in the animal, like gorillas the band, the music, yes. group. yeah, the music group, yeah, the sketch yeah. like that, like every time I saw that, I just kept seeing like those those like those monkeys or those those uh, character faces and that, yeah, 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 yeah it yeah. looked exactly like that, and just ah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I, I I try to respect artists and obviously their their craft, but Dimitri, I don't think this is going to be your um, <laughs> you, you you ain't getting an Oscar for for, for best actor or director for this one. It's there's just so many holes. Like the, I, I'm skeptical about martial arts films because of the fight sequences. Like I mean, you you sit back and you watch them and you just think, uh, well, that really wouldn't happen or whatever, but. In, in with this film, like I'll try to give them some props because they did try to actually incorporate some Brazilian jiu-jitsu in there as well. Like, oh, they're going for an armbar. There's a mounted crucifix, a bit, and then oh, I, I'm 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 just digressing. Basically, people, I ain't a fan of this film. And if <laughs> if you want to save yourself some time <laughs> just, and some money or what have you, just pass on this. Okay, if you were to give it a star rating out oh, of five, man. how much would you give it? Oh God! All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be generous and give it. I'll give it one star. Wow, that is very generous. Yeah, incredibly well, generous. Well, as I said, I I I I, I well, I I respect Nicolas Cage or his work from 15 years ago plus or whatever, but <laughs> but. And 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 I, I like Frank Grillo. He's a good he's a good actor as well, and he's a martial arts aficionado. So, but if, even his acting wasn't wasn't the best in it. Do you know what I mean? It is. But yeah, okay, one star from me. Okay, Kairos. Give him hell. <laughs> I'm gonna. 
I'm going to give you guys some background before I go off so that there's some context okay. to this anger. Because I don't want All this right. anger to just have no... Per- I right, hold on. Cage- Let me sit down. Let me sit down. Let me sit down. I'm, I'm seated. I gave Cage Fighter so much credit. You want to know why? Because they probably had like a $2 million budget. So they were doomed to fail from the get-go. They just they didn't have the funds. They didn't. They weren't able to grab actors that have been in scores of movies, had an incredible like discography of films to sharpen their skills up. So like that's why I gave them some credit. And also, when you talk about the creative space, you can't... A lot of creative people are very, very, very... What's the word? Sensitive about critiquing them. So that's why mm-hmm. I was a little bit like reserved about critiquing that but you know what fuck that shit okay guys listen this movie had the budget of 20 million dollars i didn't know that shit this film had 20 million dollars of funding and gave us that rat race of a like what am i you you guys know who louis ck is yes have you guys heard of the movie pootie tang yes i have tang yep that movie was uh, part of the intro for the workout does you know yes Louis C.K. told us that the Pootie Tang was the reason why he was never allowed to direct or write a movie again. This is going to be that dude's Pootie Tang. This movie was so bad. I'm looking at the CGI of this. I'm just like, bro, you didn't even need to use CGI. Just, you shouldn't even. Also, why are alien invaders using shuriken? If you're capable of transdimensional travel and able to go light you, why are you using shuriken? You have the ability to cloak yourself in invisibility. You got lasers. You got all this. Why are you using swords? Why are you using these? What? This makes no sense. And then you look at it. Okay. I, I tell you guys, I usually watch movies twice just to give it a chance. I couldn't make it through the second time. I watched it one and a half times because I just had enough. I just had enough. And then the, I was like, okay, well, I do like Nicolas Cage. I do like Frank Grillo. Let's see how it goes. Frank Grillo is typical Frank Grillo, but it was just it just didn't work because all the other actors around them could not act. So I'm just like, all right, that was a miss. Then they tried to make it all comedy with the guy who's supposed to be a translator for the military but oh, he can't God. translate. I'm like, bro, if that happened in the military, you would get straight up dog walk for them. you don't know the language that you're brought in here to know to speak for us bro that was already just like no and then the other part i was just like okay nicholas cage is gonna save today i'm like as soon as he comes in it's gonna be it's gonna be better okay he's their star he's there he's gonna bring it home this man's sitting there delusional inside his house oh so so you're sitting in my favorite chair i knew you'd like i'm just like what the fuck is this i'm just like i was like this has got to be the worst writing this has got to be the worst way i've ever seen someone read lines i just was like this can't be a real movie this is not this is not real this is unfinished mike just happened to give us a secret link to a movie that was going to be finished in the next 10 years not tomorrow mike i'm talking to you as a superior as a friend as a whatever you want i'm trying to be benevolent when i say this you please do not recommend another movie to us ever don't ever don't you ever recommend another movie to us ever again i'm sorry this is and as far as the star rating out of 10 stars i give it half of one i give it 0.2 of one star out of 10 lord have mercy i've seen better movies from the christian channel on network television like no no mm -mm, no (laughs) wow scorch wow well kyra's coming with the name palm delivery Jeez. Yeah. 20 Scoops. million 20 Scoops million down. dollars yeah i did not realize that um that was the budget uh, i'm sorry 25 I, I, million god man yeah it, it, it's it's like you said so like nick well nicholas cage and frank Grillo, they they were the best actors of the of uh of of the cast there and it seemed that they 
well, they did the best with what they with what they had around them. Do you know what I mean? So nah, fuck that. They did now. Mm-mm. We ain't letting him get off like that. Mm-mm. We see what Nicholas Cage is capable of. I was hyping him up when y'all first talked about this, and y'all said it was a dumpster fire. But now I got to come back. Nicholas Cage has proven to us that he knows how to act very well. Yeah. We, he can't hide behind the oh the movie was bad oh I had this type of direction you are a quality actor we've seen you in great movies we've seen what you can do so for you to turn around and do this either you're not motivated you're just trying to collect this check or you're just not as good as we thought whichever one it is it's not good for you I think it's a can former. I just uh, can I just uh, dial up something you just said there that uh, you guys said this would be a dumpster fire well first off <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable unreal action-packed, Oscar-worthy is what I'd like to say about this. But this was by far one of the worst movies I have ever seen. But so bad, it was good. Uh, I knew I'd love this. I knew I would love this. I tell you why. The premise was outrageous. The acting was incredibly stunted and wooden. The, the, the attention to detail in the fight choreography was ridiculous, but it did have some redeeming features. I'll tell you why. The cast in itself did the best with what they had. Nicolas Cage did the best with those lines. I was hoping against hopes that maybe, maybe, just maybe, they were given free reign on what they could actually say because they were just making it up on the fly. <laughs> I loved the character of Tex, Eddie Steeples, and his haphazard um, misinterpretation of his core job was to, was to translate, and he couldn't translate for shit. <laughs> and that got them in some serious binds. But the fact that, you know, they had some real talent in there. Ricky Yoon, I mean, he's been in some serious movies mm-hmm. as well. Tony Jaa, incredible actor. T- Frank Grillo, I loved him in um, The Winter Soldier, Amer- uh, Captain America. Yeah, loved him in, in, in Endgame. Loved him uh, in, the, in the Marvel franchises. But this, I have to say, coming back to the redeeming features, did no one actually clock the first person if you're a gamer you would have clocked this the first person beat him up style in which the camera flipped not only yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. pov pov and one take action so it went from one take action to pov to video game mode it was incredible but the fight scenes did not match that tenacity of the director to actually deliver something which was visually i think arresting because for me I like the way in which it chopped from, um, in terms of narrative structure, to flashback to present day, flashback present day. It could have gone linear, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. As I say, there are so many redeeming features of this, which, you know, there's, there's a couple I, I just want to just bring out, and that is the ridiculousness of the story. There is no way that you were going into this thinking that you were going to be watching something which was Pride and Prejudice or (laughs) something which was akin to um, anything that was going to be... well, put forward as an as well as an Oscar contender. Mm. This for me was fight porn, and just like porn, there was a lot of action. You saw a lot of wood in there. You saw a lot of piping going on, and that pleased me. I love the fact that yeah. this was guns blazing in terms of every single moment there was a fight going on. Now, like I keep saying, that the fights were terribly in terms of um, chore- choreography, terribly delivered, but. It 
gave you what it said on it had on the tin and that is jujitsu this was a pure combat movie in terms of what it delivered in terms of every single facet of this screened fights now in terms of my rating i'd give this a solid one because the way that i look at this is this you parked your brain at the door and you sat down and this washed over you if you like me have a real stressful job in that Day in, day out, you're trying to figure new ways in which to tell stories, because that's essentially what I'm doing. Tell stories and mm-hmm. actually deliver people's stories and, you know, manage people's expectations. Um, deliver thought-provoking content, not only um, in a website, but on social media. That's a tough gig. You don't want anything that's going to want you to think or to make you think or to actually prick your conscience. You want something that washes over you and you can dip your hand in some buttery popcorn that's why i watched it twice i got what i paid for this delivered on all levels mind numbing violence that's all i wanted no story Uh, i just wanted to see piping Nah, and that's you, what I got. You, it delivered. There's, there's got to be some sort of, of of structure to the plot. And sort of, come on, man, you can't just have all action. Like, do you know what I mean? That was one yes, of my co- like. I, yeah, co- like I say, what did you go in there expecting? No, I under- you saw the trailer that gave you a massive hint as to what you were going to tell. I didn't go in there blindfolded. It's not like I went in there halfway and thought, I've been hoodwinked. Why am I here? (laughs) What a pretense. How dare they? No, Um, I knew exactly as soon as I opened the door what I was letting myself in for. Oh, okay, man. I didn't expect to watch 1917 directed by Sam Mendes. Okay, I, I didn't go in there expecting that, but I damn sure didn't expect that. And I'm not coming from, oh, I'm this I'm this person who is so pretentious. Oh, it's a palate cleanser to watch such fine film. That's not me. That's not me. I can appreciate film of all different levels. I have watched all of the Sharknados, for goodness sakes, and I can enjoy oh, them. Oh, Yes. And, and you're on this podcast talking? You yes. being? <laughs> I have watched Jesus. all the Sharknados and I can even appreciate them because they know their role and they stick to it. Yes. This movie didn't stick to its role and its role mm. is in the bottom of La Basura and it should stay there forever. <laughs> it should never. It should never. It should never see the light of day. Oh Someone should not have let this be released. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not somebody who's a film aficionado who's trying to look through the lenses of trying to be critique. Guys, if I'm, you know what? I'm going to go out of here on a limb. I think if mm. you got a person aspiring to be a director out of NYU or maybe an art school of that such and gave them the same budget and gave them the exact same connections, they could put together a comparable film. I'm not going to say a better film, but they could put together a comparable film because Lord have mercy. I, I don't think I want to watch another movie for at least a week. I don't I don't want to watch any films after that. <laughs> I'm just like, no. Yeah, I have to say there were some glaring things in there that, that which that kind of like you know really pained me. Those ninja stars. Did you count how many ninja stars oh was thrown after God. our hero before at least just two embedded him? Yeah, that alien was a shit shot. He threw at least fifty of those flipping ninja stars, and he's and got a la- he's two. got he's got two like grazed him. He's got like a laser focus thing on his uh in his thing. So how's he fucking up? <laughs> How how are the shurik how are the shurikens more accurate than bullets? The first scene, everyone's shooting guns and no one I can under okay. Why are you putting guns in movies if no one's killing anybody with the guns? 
The only yeah. person who killed someone with a gun was one of the ninjas, and he used it on the alien, which didn't even kill him, by the way. Yeah. I just like, just don't put guns in the movie if you're not gonna have people dying by them. Just, I've had enough, bro. I had enough. What what also kind of struck me as real awful was the amount of movies they mashed into one. I mean, Predator. Yeah. I mean, Kickboxer. What else was in there? They actually stole some lines from Predator 2 as well. There's a bit in Predator 2 which says, where, where one of the characters says, um, we, we need to get out of here. And, the, and then the female character in this and the female character in Predator 2 says exactly the same thing. You think? That exact dialogue exchange oh, was taken yeah, exactly yeah. from Predator 2. Oh well, it's, it's it's as you said. They tried to make it an amalgamation of several films, but it just f- turned out to be a turd sandwich, bro. Like honestly, like that's <laughs> I, shit sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Like, oh my, I I I wish I could hear what G had to say about this as well because <laughs> yeah. I, I I know I know I know she she she. she she was kind of giving us live updates when she was watching it as well. But, oh, my God. It's just... The, it's it, terrible. It, it's terrible. But it's so bad, it's good. It's... Oh, man. Like, this... <laughs> God. <laughs> this is the type of film that, like, they should use, like, in as torture techniques. You know, if they have... If they have... If they, if they, <laughs> tape your eyes open. Yeah, you tape your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No more. No more. I can't see any more <laughs> Please make it stop. Oh, make man. it stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tr- I'm trying to even I'm trying to even think of like were there any moments that I I actually thought anything was like what what impress like as Kyra said like the the whole when when Tony Jaa was like just running in Matrix bullet time mode the whole time and like just avoiding every single bullet I was like come on man you need some semblance of 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 reality here. Like even <laughs> who can who can dodge a bullet there? Like all those bullets like that, and oh man, I I love the way that you know Tony Jarred just Tony Jarred. He mm-hmm. did every single move that he did in Ong Back. The double um the double knee to the chest. Yeah, directly lifted from Ong Back. The um the twist when he twisted his leg around his opponent's leg again lifted from Ong back every single thing you saw in there tony jar was just tony giant did you did you uh did you notice uh there was a machado in there regan machado yeah was well. i noticed yeah. that yeah i did <laughs> god disgracing the name by putting me in, me in that <laughs> film disgracing the name oh my god but yeah like maybe tony jai was just like you know what I ain't coming up with any extra choreography for this fucking shit. I'm just, gonna, I'm just, gonna, I'm, I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna do the same shit for more. They ain't gonna notice. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Oh man. So that was jujitsu. Over to you, Jisanga. Right, to, uh, guys. Bring us back to normality. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm just waiting for the comet to go by in six years' time and then see this intergalactic <laughs> shit. Like, I'm just, that damn. was the slowest moving comet. I well. know. It's the like, duration of the movie. It was still in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> in the same place. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, guys, from intergalactic <laughs> beings fighting washed-up actors. Uh, (laughs) as we all know Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier 2 is official thank god it's official because I I kind of got a bit nervous for Dustin I thought that like with him pining for more money I thought that the UFC might pull a switcheroo on him and try to put Justin Gaethje in there but they've given him the fight so 
What I'm bringing to the table is Dustin Poirier's recent interview with MMA Junkie. And he, he had a few valid and interesting points about his uh, rematch with Conor McGregor, which I think is going to end up on Fight Island. But, well, I'd, I'd love it to happen in the UK because now in the UK, Mike, we're going to have fans and back at football games. And I know Eddie Hearn is going to be... Uh, Anthony Joshua's fighting in a couple of weeks and I think they're going to try do tickets for that. But anyway... Um, oh, they are? Yeah, I think wow, yeah, I he, he, he's hinted He's hinted at that that's going to be the case. So, okay. But anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. So... Dustin Poirier did this. It was around a half an hour interview he did with Mike Bourne of uh, MMA Junkie. And he talked about lots of issues uh, about the first fight with Conor and this rematch. And one thing that stood out for me was Dustin saying that this fight isn't about revenge. And for me, it it, it did stand out a lot because obviously Dustin, he's grown up since that fight with Conor. I mean, it was six years ago. I'm trying to think how old he was. He was 24 or, or, or 25. And additionally, Dustin was also saying that this fight, Connor's is not going to allow Connor to get into his head, and the mind games aren't going to like. He knows what mind games to expect. Obviously, Connor talking about, oh yeah, I slept you in X amount of time. What do you guys think of Dustin's? I'd say new fine mindset, even but even before this rematch got got announced, because back before when when he fought Connor in twenty twenty fourteen. He seemed to be like this. Uh, I I I don't want to say aggressive upstart, but he he was uh, this person that seemed to be mad against the world and had had a huge chip on his shoulder. But what what do you what do you make of this this new Dustin Poirier and what do you make of the the fight itself, the rematch on uh, January twenty third? I like it both in terms of mindset and I like it in terms of fights and rematches. Um, I like the rematch for the same reason that I like. Um, the new mindset in that things have actually progressed since the last time that these two were in the cage both in terms of their Mm -hmm. own personal outlook and in terms of their own mindset I mean love him or hate him um, Connor has actually gone through his own arc in terms of development and in terms of the way that he views himself as a human being, the fact that he now has a family and responsibility and hopefully Mm -hmm. um, strengthened morals Now, for Dustin, he was, I mean, we're talking, what, six years ago, a different person in terms of mindset, in terms of individuality, in terms of the way that he viewed himself within the sport. And I love the fact that he now sees himself as a valuable commodity. So much so that that kind of like strengthens my kind of resolve in thinking he looks at himself in a completely different light and that's to be expected. He's been through, just like Connor, in terms of personal journeys, arcs which you know certainly are almost um a 180 from where he was Mm -hmm. six years ago so love it on both counts i can't wait until january what's it january the 23rd 23rd that is correct wait until that rolls around because you know there are certain things that you know we all know that they are each now bringing to the table because we've seen in their recent fights i mean whether it's anything from the shoulder bumps or whether it's just a steely resolve to hang in there regardless of how stifled you may feel in a fight this is going to be um, something to behold when it comes around love it Kairos what are your thoughts I love Dustin Poirier so much guys and we've seen it he's become kind of like a Twitter celebrity over the course of the past like one to two years with his personality his fighting style and I 
he is he's come a long way from the dude having rap videos outside of bars to like being a guy who cares <laughs> for his community and a civil servant and everything but it doesn't matter if dustin poirier is the same dustin poirier fighting style from five years ago or if he's fighting like roxanne the happy warrior mata fairy unless this man grows two inches turns black and is from nigeria he's not gonna beat connor he's just not he's, he's just not he would have to decide i'm only gonna grapple connor and foot stomp him in the cage for him to have a shot at winning the guy takes way too many strikes the guy is willing to take way too many strikes to give the strikes his mm -hmm. attack is simple boxing heavy you're not gonna outbox connor i don't care who you are you're just not gonna only be able to outbox him the only way this guy is gonna beat him is for him to get away from his typical fighting style. And he's not going to do that because he's too proud of an individual to do it. Similar to how Cowboy was too proud to grapple Connor. Similar to how so many people are just like, nah, I'm going to beat him like a man. We're going to have a fight. Motherfucker. This. I like Dustin. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't. But I'm not going to allow my admiration to blind me from the fact that it doesn't matter what mentality he comes into the cage with. If he doesn't change his style, it's not going to matter. It just won't. But I think the the change in mentality will probably lead to a, cha a change in yeah. style as well. Like what, one one of the quotes that um, really uh, resonated with me was him saying the following. He said, "I wanted to hurt the guy. That well, this time I just want to outsmart him. I just want to beat him. This is business. This isn't any ill will towards the guy. This isn't about getting even for me. This isn't even like a revenge type of thing for me. That really resonates for me. Like I I I, I know it's just." gesticulation at this at this moment in time and like we'll have to wait and see like if connor can get into his head and uh on, on on fight night as well but that indicates to me that he's he's willing to think all right well i might i might have to just grind out a a, a, a not so pretty win does does anyone else agree with me in that sense or no what inkling has he sh what did he show us against dan hooker to provide any inkling that he would change his style I don't know. Like, well, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. One thing that Poirier hasn't utilized for a while, and was um, he, he used to be. He kind of used to be a bit leg kick heavy. I remember when he fought Jim Miller. He was yep. like throwing loads and loads of leg kicks, but he well, he injured himself in in that fight. I'm pretty sure. And then since then, he's kind of he's, he, he doesn't throw them as much. And I mean that that could that could be a route to victory as well. Do you know? So just, just someone because we haven't seen anyone really chop a corner's legs, have no. we? Because Connor, Connor's always been the southpaw, so he's had that yes, advantageous, right. advantageous stance. So, I mean, and this is going to be southpaw versus southpaw as well. So, you're right there, yeah. though, Chisanga, because that's what I was going to say in terms of like changing up in style, in terms of doing something different, in terms of the maturity, which I feel that you know we've seen now over the last couple of years. He does need to bring back those leg kicks, though, because we've not seen them for mm -hmm. for a while. But where I saw them used to really good effect was. When he fought, um, I know this was ages ago, but Jason Young. Do you remember Jason Shotgun Young from the UK? Yep. He, he fought mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier on his debut and he chopped up his legs. Basically, you know, um, Poirier, that was the, the, the signature of the night. The fact that he used his leg kicks and, you know, he really crippled Jason Young. And the way that I look at it is he needs to bring those back. I think they'd be pretty effective considering the wide stance that Connor has against him. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. Yeah. Wide stance and like some Connor. Sometimes he's very heavy on on his lead leg because you know he likes to lean yep. forward and like and move and then exactly move back. his torso and then exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's it can be done. Like I I I think there's 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 a route to victory there for Dustin, but whether he takes the opportunity that that that's there is is another mm. thing. But whilst I'm on the lightweight division, guys, we. Uh, God, God had God had blessed us. He's blessed us with two amazing lightweight fights. I mean, I'm arguably well, a tad more. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to say it, I'm more excited for Tony Ferguson versus Charles Oliveira than Conor versus really? Dustin. I know people. Yeah, man. Stylistically, yeah, that's going to be too. yeah. Okay. St- man, that's just going to be that's it's going to be car- carnage. And like you know, Tony Ferguson, he's he's he, well. He's got a lot of pride. All fighters have a lot of pride, but Tony, I, I get the sense that he he has a lot more pride than others. He's gonna want to go to the ground with Charles Oliveira. He's and and that is the type of shit that I'm relishing. <laughs> I'm relishing that first round, like first exchange Iminari role that he's gonna throw up. Like I, I've, I've man, I can't wait. Yeah, but you, you remember you remember his performance from his last fight. Isn't that still ringing in your ears? Yeah, it, it is. But I also think that. And and this is something that I, when I had a conversation with Javier Mendes, that there's a a point that I that I don't think many people picked up on, and I think Tony he he did some damage to himself cutting weight mm. twice in in the in the space of uh, well it was a couple of weeks wasn't it like yeah. four, three three four weeks I mean to do it once and then like we have a couple months to recover that that's taxing on the body but to do it twice is just yeah but hold on I mean it's, Justin did the same cut. Oh no, Justin Gaethje didn't cut. Yes, he did. No, he stopped. Yes, he did. Um, he revealed Whoa. in an interview. Yes, he revealed in an interview that he continued cutting. Yes. Oh, did he all the way down to one fifty-five? I don't know about all the way down. Don't quote me on that. But no, he. he oh, only cut <laughs> okay. Fair, well, fair, fair enough. If, if okay, that's that's the case. Well, cuts have different effects on on, on different people. Don't like. Yeah, I'll give you that. I th- I think Tony is is the bigger guy, if you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, and, and well, he used to fight at one seventy as well. Let's not forget. Let, let's not forget that. But um, yeah, I'm I can't wait for like, for, for Oliveira versus Ferguson. It's going to be jujitsu porn, like throwing it back to the previous segment. There was, but actual jujitsu porn that we want to watch and <laughs> the, the the premium top shelf stuff. That's how old y'all are. Y'all are talking tell, about actually tell going James, to stores to purchase Jameson. <laughs> She's had multiple shots fired. Oh, yes, he went there. Yes, he went. This is disgusting. This is disgusting. I don't know who I'm speaking with right now. This, this is what mean, happens. Uh, this is what happens when Jesus is here to regulate our sins. Mm-hmm. This is like we need the cop back. We need her to come back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so on okay on the record, Kairos, you are going for Dustin Poirier to come up short in his rematch with Conor McGregor. Yes, Mike. I echo that. Who are you picking? I echo that. I think it will be um, not as short, but a short, sharp shock for Dustin. I just don't feel as though, you know, in terms of what Conor brings to the table, in terms of his stance, in terms of his trickiness, in terms of his angles. I, I think that Dustin will struggle. And I think that mm-hmm. it's going to be a second round TKO. Oh, okay. And Kairos, are you going for a similar similar round or? Um 
I think the deciding factor is going to be Dustin's defense. Everyone always talks about how great of a boxer Dustin is and like how well he ranks in the UFC and how underrated his boxing is. I'm so the thing that gets me is like he's he's slow though. His feet, his footwork is slow. He's slow in and out, and he picks and chooses when he wants to use certain energy. I mm-hmm. think if he stays mobile early, he can last a little bit longer. But if he comes out there flat-footed, just trying to exchange in the pocket, it's going to be the same result. It's just going to be a lot more dangerous because Connor's at 55 now. And another th- interesting thing is as well that Poirier is, is sometimes guilty of getting very excited. If you know what I mean, like remember with the uh, when uh, when everybody thought that he hurt Khabib, he had one good connection, and Khabib yeah. like was just he was he was he was backing up just a great distance where he was comfortable. And I think a lot of people thought, oh my god, he's hurt, yeah. he's hurt, or whatever. And then and Poirier, he was kind of reckless going in there. Like, and don't get me wrong, I I love the guy, but. I've, I, I have to call it down the line. Like, I have to d- down the middle, and like if if he does that against Connor, like I mean, he's just it, yeah, it, it is li- literally like. And I know people say, oh yeah, everybody over like uh, over over hypes Connor's punch power, like and, and whatever. Like <laughs> that dude, like not only is he precise and like and, and swift with his with his punches, he hits hard. Like like yeah. the the amount of the amount of people that I, I've I've spoken to and coaches. I, I remember um. I, I spoke to Mark Henry a few days after um, Eddie Alvarez uh, lost to, to Connor, like, and I, I was surprised that it, uh, uh, Mark spoke to me after a huge momentous occasion his fighter coming up short, and he just said that it's just one of those punches that just comes so fast, and I didn't realize how fast it was until I saw it in person, and it's it's like you said, if if, if Poirier if he isn't quick with his footwork or whatever, it it, it could be night night. Uh, are you going for um, Connor? Or is, 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 have you got a particular round? Oh, you, but then again, like I was, I was about to say, I want to see. You know, I'm going to reserve judgment, right? I'm the leader of this segment, so you, 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 you guys, you guys, you dance to the beat of my drum for this, right? I'll give my official prediction during during fight week after the, I've seen their fir- like their first exchange and the the body language. Mm. I'll give my prediction. But as it stands yeah, right now, right here, right now, as we are unshielded, so as as we are shielded, <laughs> from, shielded. From, from the hubris of the fight night builder, mm-hmm. gun to head right now, okay, I'm going to enlist you in the jiu-jitsu through um, <laughs> the squad. No, if you no, don't no, give no, us an no, answer, no, you no. are being shipped off there quick, fast, in a hurry, and uh, you'll be the next person that the alien is fighting. How about that, if you don't give us your prediction right now? Okay, then if that's if that's if if, if that's the case, I'll go corner a third round stoppage. If third that's the case, stoppage. but yeah, why why into the third? No, I I I just think Dustin, as I said, he's going to implement a, a a different game plan. He's going to be a lot more a lot more mobile, and I think it's going to take some time for for corner to to figure it out. That's that's what I think. Mm. I've but, and let, let's not forget, man. Like both of these fighters are completely different from when they fought six years ago. Dustin Poirier has come on leaps and bounds, it's like since since that first fight. And yeah, he's had his ups and downs. And yeah, people are like, oh well, you got slept by Michael Johnson, so they automatically assume that he'll lose. But like, even from the Michael Johnson fight, there's been so much progression. So. It's it's not going to be as it's not going to be as easy as everybody thinks, and that's what's what's annoying me with like some of the mainstream outlets that I'm seeing, like with their their um 
their coverage and their discussions about this. They're basically just saying, oh, yeah, it's it, it's done and dusted. Connor's, yeah, Connor's going to beat him easily. But it, it's not going to be an easy ride. 100%. No, I, I, I agree with you. That's this shit's going to be easy. I'm telling you, this shit's going to be easy. I don't care what you This shit is wow. going to be easy. Oh, He's wow. going to make it look easy. And here's why. Connor doesn't hasn't used a lot of his weapons in the past because of the opponent. You didn't see him throw too many of his kicks against Habib. You didn't. No. You didn't see him throw a lot of kicks against other people because he just felt like he didn't need to use them. I promise you with Dustin, because he doesn't feel like Dustin's going to try and take him down. He doesn't think Dustin's going to be fast enough to capitalize. He's bringing the kicks back. And the question is, which kicks is he bringing back? Because people forget this dude has so such a large arsenal yeah. of weapons. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't bring them out. I remember the last time we saw Connor throwing kicks to the head was against Dennis Seaver. We haven't seen it since. It's been like two, three mm -hmm. years. We've yeah. seen him. And then he brought it back against Cowboy. How many times? You saw him going throwing teeps to the body against Chad Mendez, went away for a year or two, came back and started throwing them against various other people. Yeah. This guy throws so many crazy kicks. And I remember when he was on Sports Science against DC, and DC was holding the pads from him. And DC was, and you could see DC was, it wasn't fake. This man was grunting from kind of throwing these kicks like it was from a horse in him. And he's bending DC's arms mm. back. So I'm, I'm sitting here telling y'all. This man's going to hit Dustin, and we're going to realize just what a problem Connor is when he doesn't have to worry about defensive grappling. And like, it's no shade against Dustin. It's just that Connor yeah. is so supreme. You're dealing with a guy who's S tier against a guy who's A plus tier. Yeah, a lot of people like a lot of people just assume Connor Connor's a boxer, and I think that's just because of how he's fought during his rise to mainstream fame. If you know what yeah. I mean. So like, it it's. That that goes. That's why I think that's why the the cowboy knockout people were like, oh my god, it was like it was like most of the mainstream people outlets that I saw and and uh, their um their respective correspondents were, were losing their minds. It was just like it was just a regular head kick. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it was like don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was a perfectly placed and it was a beautiful uh, picture perfect head kick. But it wasn't it wasn't like a like like a spinning wheel kick or whatever. Like it's like you say, Carlos. He hasn't thrown he hasn't thrown those spin, <laughs> spinning kicks since Dennis Seaver back in Dublin. Like that's. It's 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 been a long time, so it, it'd be nice to see him like utilize his full arsenal. So hopefully, but uh, so is Kairos going for a spinning wheel kick KO? Is that is 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 this what we're saying? <laughs> I just know it's gonna surprise people. Are gonna be sad. There are gonna be people crying at how badly that knockout is. Like I'm dead serious. It's not gonna be pretty. Wow. Oh man. Speaking of not being pretty, just before we go, we've got Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis on this Saturday, which um, a lot of people aren't really calling a, a, a pretty card. And um, what vexes me about this is that even though it's at the UFC Apex, it's starting at, well, for us, Kairos, it's starting at, you know, gone midnight. Now, I, I, I'm baffled as to why it's starting so late. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, doing other things on the night. It's all about boxing for me on Saturday. But, um, oh, yeah, of course, man. We're spoiled this weekend, Mike. Tremendously so. Tremendously so. But I just wondered if you had anybody uh, that you were going to be looking forward to uh, seeing this weekend, apart from Curtis Blades, obviously, and Derek Lewis. Um, the the COVID Robin person, Ashley Evan Smith. I'm joking. I'm joking. I can't believe I went there. <laughs> nah, talk. Tell on her. <laughs> hey, the video speaks for itself. The video, the video <laughs> speaks for itself. Well, look, I'm interested in seeing Anthony Smith against uh, against Devin Clark. Like, I mean, 
Anthony Smith, he might find a piece of his uh, his broken teeth at the Apex Arena because obviously that's uh, no, that's not where he fought Glover. I thought that's where he fought Glover, but he fought Glover in Florida. God damn it, my joke is ruined. Uh. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Anthony Smith, like the amount of damage that he took in that fight against Glover Teixeira and Nate was. It was an ungodly amount of damage. And that's the type... Those are the type of fights that literally you leave a piece of your soul in there. Like, you are not... Like, all the all the broken pieces do not fit fit together again when they try to put you together after a, a loss like that. And, I mean, uh, Devin Clark is on a two-fight win streak as well. Uh, I, I think... Did he beat... Was it Daquan Townsend in his last fight? Or No, he beat Alonzo Manifeld in his last, uh, last fight. So... I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing that fight and seeing if Anthony can bounce back because, I mean, he needs to in emphatic fashion because this is, no, what am I talking about? Anthony Smith, uh, he lost to Alexander Rakic not too long ago, but anyway, so he 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 needs a win. He he needs a win badly, Anthony Smith. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. How about you, Kairos? Um, Takashi Sato versus Miguel Baeza because Baeza has been I when he fought Matt Brown I believe it was Matt Brown was his last bout I was like I think Matt Brown's gonna skate away with the decision and he'll be all right and when he knocked out Matt Brown or was it wasn't like I believe it was a knockout pretty sure he did he stopped was, Matt Brown yeah yeah he stopped him I was just like okay this guy there's something different about him and I went back and watched a few of his fights I don't think he's ever gone to a decision like he's coming out there to finish people and he's 8 and 0 but Takashi Sato has so much like experience on him so I'm curious to see how that fares against him but I'm, I'm excited I think he's going to knock Takashi out well Takashi snitch 9 deserves sleeping so do you know what I mean <laughs> have y'all seen the documentary on him no, I haven't. I can't bring myself to do it, but to watch it. I can't I just, I can't stand that man. Or that boy, should I say. <laughs> that rat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I know it's going to sound really kind of spiteful, but it really does hurt me every single time I see Bill Algio's name. So I want to see Spike Carlisle have his hand risen in that fight between him and <laughs> Bill Algio, because... You all remember, I keep bringing this up and I'll keep on saying it. Bill Algio is in the UFC sporting like, you know, he beat our man Brendan Loftane. And Brendan Loftane's on the outside yeah. looking in, can't get a fight. Where's the justice? Nah, I know what you mean, man. But like, at least the PFL are letting their fighters um, well, fight outside well, fight outside the promotion when they're, they're not doing anything this and so year. They so they should. I mean, basically, yeah, of course. if they can't honor their contract, let their fighters make some bread. Exactly. Like, um, how, mu- how much is the stipend they're a getting a month? dollars Oh, man, that's... Well, hang on. Well, Brendan must be, like... Well, he must be very thrifty with his money because he's out in Dubai. He's been in Dubai for, like, the last couple yeah. months. So, yeah... Fair, fair play to him and other fighters take note manage your money well or what have you but yeah a thousand dollars a month man that ain't good nope that that's ain't how good. much I spend on and food for myself that's <laughs> 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 <Yes>, wild <laughs> forget, forget about mortgage forget about electricity that's how much I spend on food but just to clarify oh, something which I said earlier I mean just I don't want you to get the wrong idea when I said that I'll be doing other things this weekend and it was obviously pertaining to boxing. I'm, of course, talking about Dubois versus Joyce and not Tyson versus Jones Jr. Have you heard about what's going on with Tyson versus Jones Jr.? Basically, no knockouts, no judges. If there's a cut, it will be stopped. And it will be two, um, sorry, it'll be eight two-minute rounds. 
what a letdown. This is the man who was renowned for knocking people's wigs off. This was the man who never came out or seldom came out of the first, second or third round. This was the man who was basically ferocious, impetuous. His style was impregnable. And this is where we are in 2020. I mean, oh, speak on it. Mike, Bring me in. Am I being a little bit kind of like a bitch boy right now? Am I being, am, am, am I being really unreasonable to expect a fifty change man, uh, well, fifty and change man, to be uh, still knocking out fools in two thousand and twenty? Yeah. Um, look, uh, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna pay for it. I'm gonna wow. watch it. I'm, 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 oh! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Come on, man. Wow. Like, just... Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Mike Tyson, man. And when you were talking about impregnable, I thought you were going to say the um, the epic quote that Mike Mike Tyson said after his, his comeback. My defense is impregnable. Yeah, what, what was he said? Yeah, my star is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. Yeah. Praise to be to a lot. When he said that... <laughs> But I remember watching that when I was a mm. kid. I was like, Jesus Christ, this man is scary. But anyway, back to uh, all the rules being imposed by the California State Athletic Commission. Andy Foster is just covering his ass, basically. Because can you imagine if, heaven forbid, something bad happens to those two and then it's going to fall on the California Commission that, oh, you let these two 50-year-olds, um, Tyson, who hasn't competed competitively since 2005... Yeah, I think when he lost to Kevin wow. McBride, remember he lost to um, before that he lost to which Danny Williams. Do you remember Danny yeah. Williams, Mike? Danny Williams, you can Dan- own Danny Williams. Da- Danny Williams fought a couple of weeks ago. He fought Sergey Karatonov. Do you not remember? We talked about this. Oh yes, yeah, yes, yeah. He, he fought, yeah, he fought Sergey. But bro, it was embarrassing. Like not embarrassing. It was just sad. Oh, like to see how how far. Um, yeah. <sighs> Well, well, okay, let's let's be honest. He wasn't mighty, mighty, but you know he what I mean. Name, like, man. come just, on, back in the day. Yeah, he was. Williams. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's, it's just sad to see, but yeah, I. But I don't know how they're. How, how's the referee going to enforce no knockouts is or whatever? Like, these are going to be a referee. What's his job for the match? Re- hey, like, I'm 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 sorry, like. Both of those guys are going to go for the knockout. And although Roy has been in action more more recently, mm. I can't remember when he last fought. I think he last fought maybe like four years ago or so. Roy has taken some punishment recently. Like he's like, I don't know who he fought in Russia. He was fighting some like 28-year-old like killer up-and-comer. And he, he got knocked out, out yeah. standing up. Horrible. Yeah, standing up. Do you yeah, remember? The, oh, it's it. horrendous it to see. It's yeah, it's horrendous to see, and like he's taken a lot of damage mm. recently. So, uh, uh, if if I'm gonna pick a winner for a stoppage, it's it's, it's going to be Iron Mike, a hundred percent. Let's hope there is a stoppage. I mean, yeah, I hope they do throw the rules against the wall and and um, yeah. just go for it. But when I heard that, I thought, nah, just like the uh, old Dragons Den um, line. For that reason, I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> How about you, Kairos? Are you watching any of the boxing over the weekend? 
no and um it's not because of some political stance or anything i just i've never been a huge fan of boxing and obviously i'm a lot younger you guys so when tyson was boxing i wasn't even like old enough to really be watching wow. so everything that i would have had to watch would be retroactive and it's just like i watch a lot of sports mm -hmm. i watch a lot of sports outside of mixed martial arts i'm just a lot i'm just very passionate about it but like it's just too much for me to say all right i'm gonna watch 15 promotions with 32 champions in each yeah, one man, and then i gotta go much. back to and watch to learn all the past stuff so i'm not like ignorant it's just like no if i'm gonna watch something i'm gonna do everything in my power to not be ignorant when i'm speaking on it sometimes i say ignorant stuff though but <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> but still though i at least went back fair enough wow you know just before we go i know i know i said this was gonna be the just before you go but i have to know this <laughs> they're making let's just imagine they're making a sequel to <laughs> oh bro. i knew you were going down this <laughs> jiu-jitsu imaginatively titled jiu-jitsu 2 they give you first of all kairos they give you the choice of which character you play from the first movie which character do you play <laughs> Okay, oh. that's hard. I hold on. Um, I'm gonna be the alien, so no one knows I took part. You in this son of a bitch! <laughs> you stole my idea. You stole my idea. <laughs> I don't want my name attached to it at all. I can't have my reputation get shattered like that. I already got a bad reputation. Oh my god! How about you, Jasenga? Which part do you play uh, in this movie? Uh, all right, I'll probably play. Uh, probably play. Okay, I'll play Nick Cage because Nick Cage is deceased and he'd come back as a ghost for like five <laughs> minutes and then he'd be ducking out. So that that would be my part. Ah, oh, boy. You guys are suckers. I'd be the guy who's operating the clapperboard. <laughs> <laughs> Action! <laughs> that's actually pretty solid. Good yeah, for you. that's. I, okay, props. God. Okay, on that note, we'll be back next week for Shots Fired. Hopefully, with a full crew. <laughs> I'll be there. Don't worry. Chico Separate the weak from the opposite. Leap hard to creep them Brooklyn Street. It's on again. Stop all that bickering beat.